0: Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God, our Father, and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. You may be seated. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, life is filled with so many choices. From the moment the alarm rings in the morning until the moment our heads hit the pillow at night, our days are filled with choices. Will I get up or hit the snooze button one more time? Will I have breakfast or skip it? What will I wear, what will I do today? If I leave home, will I do homework or yard work or housework when I get home? Will I use an app to have dinner delivered or dine out or fix dinner at home? Will I watch TV or read a book? Will I go to bed early or go to bed late? So many choices. And for the most part, these choices may seem insignificant, maybe with the exception of struggling to choose what to have for dinner. But not all choices are insignificant. Many choices that we face are significant, and they can have life-changing consequences for us and for others, especially if we fail to allow God to guide our choices, Can you think of a time when you regretted a choice you made after you saw how selfish and and damaging that choice was? The thing is, if we are truly honest with ourselves, we've all been there. We've all done that. And we and others have the physical and emotional scars to prove. it. And in doing so, we're also in company with the rest of humanity going all the way back to the first human being God created. We read in Genesis chapter 2, The Lord God took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to work it and keep it. And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, You shall surely eat of every tree of the garden, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat. For in the day that you eat of it, you shall surely die. God gave Adam and Eve so many choices in the garden of Eden. They could eat from a wide variety of trees. At the same time, God made their choices simple. Just avoid eating from this one tree, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Make your choice in line with God's will, and you will live. Make your choice outside of God's will, and you will die. The choice was simple until Satan slithered into the garden. Sadly, Adam and Eve chose to listen to Satan's voice and to their inner voices instead of God's voice. And by choosing not to follow God's way, they chose to follow the way of sin and death. And their sin-filled DNA has passed on to each and every one of us. Adam and Eve's choice was simple. They had only to choose to avoid one tree. But our choices don't always seem so simple, do they? And in our time and culture, we're bombarded with so many choices all throughout the day. The sheer volume of choices we face can be overwhelming. And more and more of these choices come with significant consequences. And add to that, the, the choices that confront us, uh, because technology and science often race ahead with life-altering choices before we can consider the potential consequences that these choices will have on us and others. Just because we could choose to do something doesn't mean we should choose to do something, especially before we know the consequences of that choice. But like Adam and Eve, we often find ourselves playing God thinking that we know better than our creator what to do with our lives and with the lives of others. We make wrong choices because we're guided by convenience and comfort and control, instead of by the conviction that God is in control and that his word offers us the courage and the clarity we need to make good choices. And these wrong choices oftentimes come back to bite us, just like they did with Adam and Eve. But thankfully, the God who chose to create us chose not to let us die in our sin. He chose instead to redeem us so that we could be reconciled to him. God came looking for Adam and Eve in the garden and he gave them hope when he said to the serpent in Genesis 3, I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your offspring and hers. He will crush your head and you will strike his heel. For all the times our life choices have crushed us with guilt, shame, and regret, God chose to send his son to crush Satan, to be our savior from sin, death, and the devil. The God who chose to give us life at the moment of fertilization is the same God who chose to rescue us, to redeem us, to give us salvation. And he did it by sending his son, Jesus, to experience every stage of human life so that we could be forgiven and given life everlasting with him. You know, Jesus could have chosen to remain in the comfort and the glory of heaven and left us just to deal with the consequences of sin on our own. And who could blame him for doing that? But because of his great love, And his compassion for each and every one of us, Jesus chose to become one of us so that he could provide salvation for all of us. Jesus chose to be conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary to suffer under Pontius Pilate, to be crucified, to die, and to be buried. All for us. And three days later, Jesus chose to rise from the dead for us. Jesus chose to rescue us, to restore us, so that we could be God's forgiven children, heirs of eternal life in the new heavens and the new earth. We heard in our gospel lesson, John 15, verse 16, you did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit. God chose us. And as it says on the front of our bulletin, that changes everything. It changes who we are. It changes every aspect of our lives. And that's why we're called to go forth and bear fruit. We're called to go and to speak life in the midst of this world that's so full of sin and death. To speak God's word of life. to, To show that God gives all life at at every stage value and importance. To speak God's word of life to sin and death. As we do so, it makes a difference not only in our lives, but in the lives of all those around us as we bear fruit. In love and grace, God chose you before the creation of the world to be his beloved children. In baptism, we were claimed by God the Father to be his children, connected to the saving work of his son Christ as we we heard in in Romans chapter 6. And we were converted into temples of the Holy Spirit. The God who created us and redeemed us and lives in us has put his seal of ownership on us. He has chosen us, appointed us for a purpose to live as Jesus' disciples, bearing fruit for his kingdom. We talk about our, our, our phrase, grace happens here. Grace happens here when, when God has, has fed and, and nurtured us with word and sacrament. He, today, he, he teaches us about the value of life, all life at every stage. And we're sent forth from here to bear fruit, and we do that by being people through whom grace happens as we share that with the world and in the opportunities that God gives us throughout the week. So by God's grace and and with his help, may we be equipped to bear good fruit, to make God-pleasing choices that glorify the God who chose to create us and to save us. Amen.